How we doing, jerk-offs? Happy Monday to you, or whatever day it is, listening, wherever you are. Uh, I'm back. Sorry, we're a little bit late with the episode. I've had a very busy weekend. I was up in a little English town in the north called Bacup. It's spelled B-A-C-U-P, but definitely pronounced Bacup because I asked every single person backstage before I went on so I didn't fuck it up in front of the theater-going audience of Bacup. That's right. I was in the Royal, I think it was the Royal Court Theater of Bacup. And uh, it was a lovely comedy night. It was a great show. They were very nice to me. I enjoyed it. But it definitely did have one of the greatest things I've ever seen as a comedian on a stage. This is in a theater, 450 seats. Proper smoke machines, lighting, spotlights, all the magic. And in the front row, people were cracking tinnies. That's right. They were just opening up a couple of cans, a beer, pre-mixed gin and tonic, all the good stuff. They were drinking them right in the front row of a theater. And that was honestly the craziest shit I have ever seen in my life. I do not think that would be allowed in Australia. I don't know why. But I'm sure there'd just be something about an aluminium can in what is like a centuries-old theater that would confuse people. But in Bake Up, nobody gave a shit at all. They were like, this is great. I'm drinking my tinnies and watching this strange Australian man. And uh, that's, it's the cool, that's the cool thing about doing those, those like random gigs outside of like a comedy club. Like, you know, a comedy club is pretty much the same wherever you go in the world, except in the UK, they seem to not do wings. In the US, wings are everywhere. You can always get a wing if you want a wing. In the UK, it seems to be a lot of like pizza. That seems to be the comedy club meal of choice. And in the smaller ones, just like these weird, like just like fries, but like they don't, they don't, they're definitely not made of potato. I don't know what they're made of, but they are some weird fry material. They're like grown into the chip. Like nobody's cutting them into different shapes. They just came out like that. And then they are heated up and given to the comedy going audience. But yeah, in Bacup, you get to see people in the front row with bags full of cans. They assured me they bought them from the bar at the theater, but I don't know. I think they were, I think they were sneaking it in there, which is always a pretty sweet move, if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, that was my weekend. I went away. Uh, I took my girlfriend with me. We hired a car uh, and drove in the UK, which is a terrifying experience because... I didn't know this until I came here. Australian roads are like really signposted. Like there's like all this information given to you on the side of the road. In the UK, you just kind of got to know what's going on. Like it's a need to know basis. Like they don't tell you anything unless you need to slow down because there's an accident in front of you or like there's a big sign saying this is a corner. Whereas Australia's like, hey man, you got a corner coming up in like 50 meters. Get excited. By the way, this is the speed we recommend turning this corner at. That's a thing. Um, but in the UK, it's just like, no, nope, you'll figure it out, mate. Good luck. And uh, yeah, it was like just this um, beautiful raining Saturday and a lot of driving. And I did I did this thing where like I booked a car online for like 20 pounds, which is obviously just nothing. Like That's just like such a small amount of money. And I was like very excited buy that i'm like are you kidding me i can rent a car for that and i've been taking these 80 pound trains this whole time that's insane but then you get to the car place and they're like oh by the way this thing isn't insured you can only drive seven miles and if you drive more than seven miles you got this fee so by the end of it 
I walked away somehow with comprehensive insurance and the ability to drive as far and wide as I want in a country that is as big as a stamp. But here you go. Uh, so basically the whole drive up, I was just trying to like drive badly and cut people off in the hope that in a road rage incident, someone would just fuck my car up and I could then take it back to the rent a car place being like, Hey guys, comprehensive insurance. Don't know what happens. Couldn't tell you why that guy went my back windshield with the golf club. Got no idea what that was. Um, but the other thing that I really enjoyed, usually with a rent a car, you have to bring it in maximum petrol, right? They like do like some measurement. And if there's like any extra petrol, they charge you like 17 pounds a liter. But this one is like, hey, bring it back as empty as you want. So uh, it was on the light when we got to the drop off place, but I did a couple of happy laps of that just to really make sure that the petrol was as low as possible. So I got my absolute money's worth after getting creamed with all those extra fees for the insurance and stuff. But anyway, that was cool. Stayed at a, stayed at a non-air B&B, a ground B&B. That was weird. I got to say, like, you, you go to Airbnbs and you're like, oh, man, the people who run these, like, can be kind of creepy or whatever. But even though this place was lovely, the guy who ran it was absolutely terrifying. He was just this strange old Englishman who was, like, telling us how he used to live in London and now he just enjoys the freedom of the mountains. And I'm like, oh, there's definitely some bodies buried up there, like, for sure. Just no doubt at all. And just everything, every kind of decoration was just the kind of stuff that your nan kept for some reason. You know how your nan would always have a cabinet that was glass? Well, it's not just one. She had like six or seven in the corner of every room that she occupied in her house. And they just had these weird porcelain figures and like kind of brassy gold shiny things. That was everything in this B&B. And it was great, I got to say. Like the Airbnb is like, no, we're trying to be cool. It's just chill here, you know, have a coffee. This included breakfast. They had robes and it was so strange. Highly recommend checking out Buxton if you can. It's in the Peak District, Buxton, the where the water comes from. If you've been through the UK, you know, Buxton Water is like one of the brands and it was nice to finally go to where water originated for the very first time. All right, I wanted to get that out of the way. Now I want to get into this episode because it is going to be fun. I'm excited to talk to this man. Uh, Ishan Akbar is an English comedian, born, raised, London, but his mom is from Bangladesh and his dad is from Pakistan. And he goes on Twitter by the name Michael Packentire. So I'm right into that. I want to hear everything he's got to say. Really funny comedian, got heaps going on at the moment. And uh, yeah, it'll be nice to just kind of talk to him um, about his experience because he, we actually were supposed to record this on the Friday, but then he had a gig up in Halifax, which is just as weird and white and northern as Bacup. Uh, I've done a gig there as well. That's right. I've been to every tiny English town. Anyway, I want you guys to get around this episode. Excited to chat to Ishan. Uh, one last thing before we get into that, if you don't get around me on social media, you won't know. I've got a special coming out on the 8th of January for the video and the 11th of January for the audio. Uh, it's my, my debut special. Um, it was recorded in Sydney just before I moved to London. Uh, it's an hour of me doing comedy and it'd be really cool if anyone would pre-order it. Um, that stuff makes a huge difference when you are 
uh, comedian at my level, you know, when people kind of see that you're making sales and stuff like that, it really does make a difference. Um, it was really cool to shoot this thing. I shot it in a, a music venue, uh, a venue that I went to heaps um, going out as like a teenager or whatever. And it was really cool to record it there. And the the things, it's, I'm excited to see what people think about it because it was my first one. So obviously I can never look at it ever again. I think that's the way everybody is with stuff they release. Um, but uh, it was really, it was a great show and it was directed really well by my mate, Dave May. Quick shout out to him and it looks great. So I'd love you guys to check it out. So pre-order it. Uh, there should be a trailer coming out soon, but at Dan Muggleton on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find all the details there or you can go to my Facebook, Daniel Muggleton Comedy. All right, let's get into this chat. Ishan Akbar coming up. I have been on podcasts and recorded podcasts with people where immediately I was like, oh no. Oh no, this is not going to, okay. Yeah, this is not a connection. I, I have to do that in Australia where there's like, I think in Australia there's like seven radio stations in Sydney. Okay. But there's also a bunch of digital radio stations that... I, I assume upwards of three people listen to it. <laughs> right. They're like some kind of community. They not re- they've not replaced the analog stuff. No, no. Stuff. These are just like, hey, you know how people want to do radio? Yeah. Then we'll just let them. It's just like, what about the listening aspect? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I get the impression there's not a lot of enabling out in Australia. You're enabling open micers. There are people enabling people who want to do radio. We're an enabling group. A very enabling country. We're, we're chilled out. Yeah. It's just like, we're just like, have a go. Have if, it doesn't, if it doesn't suit you, don't worry about it. Unless you're an immigrant, then they yeah, the train. Hey, no, have a go and be <laughs> really, 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 really good. If you're not, you're not going to make the cricket team. You're not going to make the cricket team. <laughs> you have to be exceptionally good. That yeah. was, yeah, we, no, we had um, our first Muslim cricketer. That's recent. That's three years now? No, it was Mokawaja. Yeah, three yeah, years. I know Kawaja. But I don't know, there was another guy, there was another guy who was like a refugee who... I don't know if he played a test. He definitely was like playing state cricket and stuff. I just can't remember his name. It was a spinner. And it was like, it was, it was just after we kind of, we had Shane Warne go. Yeah. And then we had uh, like two other dudes who were just a bit rubbish. Yeah. yeah. And we were really looking for a spinner. Yeah. yeah. And then there was just like this thing in the media where like, look, we've got this refugee. He can really fucking spin it. <laughs> he can really spin it. I think we should expedite the process. <laughs> Get him on the team. Yes. Yeah, you remember, I remember this, right? This story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah he got fast-tracked into the team. Yeah. I do remember this. Fast-tracked into the country into, and then the into team. Into the team. This is fucking amazing. Isn't that like, great? I just got this image of this like Australian boat going up to a refugee boat and they're just plucking him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saving yeah. him. Like a skill tester. Yeah. Like, not you, not you. That guy. That guy with the fucking wrong. They get did it him. by getting him to spit a stone on the water. <laughs> Just like the most brutal test. It's like, look, so here's three stumps. Yeah. Uh, we've got an old six-ditcher. If you can rip it here, mate, yeah, mate you're, you're in. And then I reckon that refugee probably took it with open arms. He's like, I fucking hate this boat. Bye, mum and dad. <laughs> I'm going to Australia. That, that's, a, that's a time you have your like, artistic pride. It's like, I think they just want me, me. for my spin. <laughs> not for who I am. No, my spin. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a piece of wrist, you know? Uh, <laughs> sexy piece of wrist <laughs> but that's I think that's Australia in a nutshell it's yeah, like it's if you were good, good enough at sport come in, in baby come in dude yeah, yeah. I don't know what the English equivalent is 
I don't know. What do you have to be able to do here for well, you to come we, on? We like the Saffirs playing cricket. Yeah, that's true. There's loads of Saffirs that play cricket. But that, but they also like like white South Africans. Like it's just yeah. like, yeah, these guys get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they understand. The white South Africans get it. They're going to get the subtext um, of this whole situation. We've yeah? had, the rugby team's had a few interesting names. Names you'd normally associate with like oh, what's his Pacific name? Islanders. To a... To a to, to a lagi, yeah, Connor uh, Connor Sanagi, something like that. Yeah, uh, these kind of players. But is there many? Is, do you say Polynesian? Is that weird? Is that like an old term? I just said, Poly- I said Pacific Islanders. Pacific Islander. I don't even know. That's Polynesian is Polynesian the correct? Term? It was a thing, but like, it, it makes me feel like a guy playing a 1940s scientist in a movie. And I'm like making sweeping generalizations. About yeah, I'm just Polynesians, like, you know, uh, Orientals. Yeah, just like the population of Polynesia. Uh, they're yeah. well known for their ability to ruck. Ruck. Uh, Very rucking. good ruckers. Yeah, so I'm just like, maybe that's wrong. When I said it, I was like, oh, that's gross. And I'm like, maybe. Oh, well. But yeah, we, because um, there's, a, there's a big population in Australia, obviously, just because yeah, yeah. of proximity. But yeah, yeah. I didn't figure. I didn't, yeah, I didn't figure. But England, like, everyone's here. Everyone's here. That Too is many. That's true. <laughs> Too many of you ask me. I want to. I want to make my position clear <laughs> early on the podcast. <laughs> we're here now. We're done. Yeah, it's just like I'm. I'm here. My mates are here. <laughs> yeah. The rest done. of you is. I'm off. sick of queuing. <laughs> I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this just the other day that because especially in London you meet people from so many different countries, right? Yeah. And you often you talk to them and you ask them to tell a, you know tell me about their country that they come from. Yeah. And they speak in such glowing terms for so long. After a while, I'm like, I'm just like, well, why don't you just go back? <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, the weather's great. The people are great. The food, okay. If you like it so much, (laughs) what are you doing here, mate? Oh, dude, that's a yeah. Actually, that's um. I don't know if that's the same here, but in Australia, it's like a racism thing. Is if you don't love it, leave. (laughs) That's that's our that's our motto. But but the thing is, is not all Aussies love Australia. But if you're white and you. That's fine. That's fine. That's what it, yeah, that's how it uh, Of course, yeah. Like, this yeah. is like, it's not like to me. Yeah. They're like, hey, Dan, Daniel Whiteleton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't love Sydney, then you have to leave. Like, yeah, yeah. You just have to go back. Because the reason is, they don't actually know where they'd send you. Dude. That's the thing. It's a reference point, right? No, it'd be nuts. Like, you just like, go back to where you came from. Like, <laughs> You're like what? Like a tax bracket? Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> Just the middle class, like a hipster suburb somewhere else. Somewhere like, else? Like, where do you want to go? It's just like, it's, look, he needs to be within walking distance of a 24-hour donut shop. <laughs> that's where this man came yeah, from. Yeah, that's where, that's where I came from. Take, take a look at... The, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I was uh, I was, I was was thinking about that shit recently because there's this, there's this thing about flat earth theory. I don't know if you know this. Flat yeah. earth theory believes Australia is a hoax. Oh, yeah, no, I heard, I heard you were doing this the other day. Oh, the, yeah, fuck. You saw oh, me do yeah. it on stage. Yeah. God, embarrassing. Good. It was good. It's a good bit doing doing it on stage, off stage. Fuck me, uh, that is weak. That's like just no, you know, no, people c- do, cooking people... and spinning lemons. You know, it's like, mate, that's your job. You yeah. can't be ripping it. Oh. <laughs> that refugee is going to be cooking, isn't he? <laughs> oh, he didn't make the team. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want to draw from that. That's the genuine thing. Is like I, I'm a little bit frightened of my country in the sense of like he didn't make the team. Is he still there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we've just Where found it. Have we just found a way to be like, actually, something with your paperwork, you're going to have to go back. Go back to the boat. <laughs> they just drive the boat back to where the refugees are again. Oh, man. They drop him back on the boat. Australia's refugee thing is absurd. Like, we've got, like, an island. You, you must know. Yeah. Yeah, just like, we've got an island where we just keep people to get on the big island. 
and it's called like Christmas Island. Oh no, that I don't know. You don't know about that? No. Oh. There's a thing called Christmas Island. Yeah, it's called Christmas Island. I don't know if they still keep them there. Nauru is where the bulk of them were. I don't know if they've been transported since. So the refugees, they turn up and they end up in Nauru. Yeah, they turn up. So you get to Australia. Yeah. And then you get put on a a plane, I guess. Probably a plane. You can't put someone on a boat and send them somewhere. Like they're not like, they're not furniture you're taking internationally yeah <laughs> that'd be a it's all the 1400s <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like where's well, a boat and in three months you'll be somewhere else, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah um you you think won't be processed still but you know yeah. you'll be there um but yeah they 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 kept there in camps yeah camps fun word um Flip never good connotations camps camps um yeah so they keep them there and they process them there and like there's um there's a separate i think it's just the men that get sent there but the women and children get sent somewhere different. It's 2018, guys. Come on. I know. We're all the same. All the Some same. of the children are probably men. Men, yeah. Yeah. Very Some of the women are probably men. Hey, you know. <laughs> Whoa. That's, I mean, probably, like, you know, 2018. As I said, that's just point. Just point to a calendar somewhere. It's 2018, 2018. guys. Everything goes. Um, but yeah, that's like, that's like a thing. I should know more about it, to be honest. Um, but That's interesting. I want to look that up. That's really yeah. No, it's, it's offshore processing. That was the big switch in Australia's refugee policy. Closing down detention centers in Australia to process people in offshore camps. in camps <laughs> and Malaysia. I think Malaysia's involved. The world we pay, seems to be, we pay Malaysia to take some. The world seems to be loving camps at the moment, dude. It's huge. Chinese have got like those camp, internment camps for Muslims. Oh, is that on? Yeah, I didn't even know that was for on. for Uyghur Muslims. They just got bigger and bigger over the last six years, and like they try and brainwash them out of Islam. Okay. Into what? I don't know. Like, did you did you go to one of those camps? Is that what happened? <laughs> to me, yeah. yeah. I just kept going to the same Chinese restaurant. After a while, I just ended up with this place with yeah. other Muslims. It's like, man, do you want to know where Chinese people really eat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right there. Straight across. And you have to be there for three years. Yeah, but you come out. You're, you're not full. Oh, you're not hungry anymore. <laughs> and you're not Muslim either. It's, it's all over. Okay, bye. Yeah. No, because you 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 were a Muslim man. I've seen your comedy. You've you see my comedy. Yeah, you were you were. I was raised a Muslim. I was very devout Muslim. Very devout. Yeah. How how devout? What's what's the devout like? Say I I would lead the call to prayer in the mosque. Okay, that's pretty devout. Is that like being? Can you? I know this is going to sound fucked. Can you put this in like white person terms? So Muslims have to pray five times a day. Yep. And to signify the beginning of the prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, an imam or a, a, um, an imam or a selected person has to go to the 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 minaret of the mosque, yep. the top part of the mosque, and do the call to prayer. So it's the equivalent of the bells ringing in church. So kind of like an altar boy type. Kind of, but you have to you have to have like a specific. I need like about, a qualification. Like it's not just like a younger person within the. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. So you have to. Okay. You, well, I say qualification, but you've got to do an audition. An audition. An audition in front of three imams. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three imams, they listen to your recitation of the call to prayer. Right. And um, they also make a judgment on your behavior and generic kind of Muslimness <laughs> in the mosque and how good a Muslim you are. Sure, yep, yeah, good. And then they say, yeah, you, you, you're the guy. You could go, go there and... You, you're telling me it's a meritocracy? Call. Yeah, well, it kind of is. Inside religion is like, man, did you hear that guy's recitation? Man, that, that was unbelievable. That recitation was on point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking, that's so People cool. voting in on the phone. Yeah, altar boy, it's just... Next! <laughs> E-shirt Akbar! Can you imagine? 
Someone going on Britain's Got Talent? It's like, what's your talent, man? Man, my recitation. My call to prayer. Like, you've heard calls to prayer, but you haven't heard this. Yeah, this. <laughs> and what can they do? They can't be racist. They no, they can't. the whole thing. Yeah, they can't be like... Imagine. It's just like, it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. It's like, what are you saying? I didn't really understand it. <laughs> Just like, dude, you understood the guy with the fucking tape on his face, <laughs> but you don't understand Islam. <laughs> like, this is where you're drawing your line. Right. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'd so, be uh, awesome. So I was really devout, and you know, I used to pray five times a day, and I used to yeah fast, you know, really properly, and all this stuff. Yeah, and then was it a, was it a slow decline, or was it a was it a a moment? It, it was a slow decline because, you know, when you're raised in a faith, a lot of people, you, you inherit the faith of your parents. And mm. although my parents weren't massively devout, they would, they would identify as Muslims and would do their best to observe yeah. everything to be a Muslim. Um, but, you know, my mum went to a Roman Catholic school in Bangladesh. In Bangladesh, right. Um, what, what's, the, what's the kind of racial... Um, also, the religious breakdown in Bangladesh is it like- Bangladesh is ninety six percent Muslim. Okay, but it is the only Muslim majority country in the world which has a secular constitution. Ah, that's um, interesting. Yeah, um, so ninety six percent. Is that because it was a recent kind of constitution, like recently adopted? Yeah. Or? So, so nineteen seventy one is when Bangladesh gained independence from yeah. what was then Pakistan. Because this is the thing, I was doing my doing my little research today because you mm. said your mum is from Bangladesh, your dad's from Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So I did I did my I did my little look up. Man, I got told none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At school, people didn't. Yeah, of course you didn't. Like I, yeah. I mean, I, I had to pride myself as like a white guy who knows like a little bit more than like the average white dude. Yeah, yeah. Nothing on this. I had Nothing. zero. Yeah, Sri Lanka, yeah, yeah. I'm there. I'm on it. Oh yeah, everyone knows about the Tamil Tigers and yeah. some of these. Yeah, yeah. Because like, well, Australia got we got a lot of um, Tamil refugees. Yeah, that yeah. was um, that was that was part of our thing. Um, but yeah, I just didn't even I didn't even know like the kind of initial thing where like it was the British India and then that split to yeah. Pakistan with East Pakistan, West Pakistan yeah. and then India and then Bangladesh being like, well, we want a bit. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop taking over our shit. I mean, the thing is, it, it, the, the independence of Bangladesh remains one of, I mean, it's one of the worst tragedies that have happened in recent human history. Over three, over three million Bangladeshis were killed. Wow. In that war. Yeah. Um, and the only reason that the war stopped was a British journalist by the name of Anthony Mascarenas was in Bangladesh, or yeah. East Pakistan as it was then, and he came back to England and wrote an article in the Times saying there's a massacre going on in East Pakistan that you need to read about. Right. And suddenly the international community, as was then, were like, fuck. And they were just, What's this happened? one guy. Like, no one, one... Had he not written this article, Lord knows what might have happened. But um, it was brutal. It was a very brutal genocide. Right, that people don't really talk about, um, and it was a weird one as well because say say when, as you rightly say, there was British India, mm. and when uh, in 1947 when the British left, it was Pakistan and East Pakistan. Yeah, and the leaders of Pakistan uh, before it became Pakistan, so in that region, yeah, as it was then, all came. Seven of the nine leaders came from the region that is now known as Bangladesh. Right. So when Pakistan and East Pakistan were there, what Pakistan did is they stopped any East Pakistanis from having government jobs or speaking Bengali. Right. Was, was Pakistan the bigger population? 
That was it. Um, I don't know if it was the bigger population because Bangladesh is more populous. East Pakistan is more populous. Yeah. But Pakistan was, that's the country that gained independence. Right. And the far, And then this was another kind of territory of... Of Pakistan. Gotcha. So it's Pakistan and East Pakistan. Yeah. Um, no one ever called it West Pakistan. It was just Pakistan. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the father of Pakistan, Muhammad Ali Jinnah, who, by the way, was an atheist educated at Cambridge and Harrow. What? <laughs> the most... Upper, Brit- upper yeah. class British person ever. Yep, and could that- barely speak a word of Urdu anyway. But why? How do you how do you get that gig? Like this power. Is, this isn't like comedy writing for the BBC. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. Like you, you know, all the brown, all the rich brown people knew each other back then, right? So Gandhi was a rich brown guy. Nehru right. was a rich brown guy. Jinnah was a rich brown guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they all equally disliked black people. So that's how you start, yeah. start a group. I mean that's that that made that made me a little sad. But people having to run a Gandhi now, yeah. being like, "Man, that guy's a dick." A dick. It's like, why he doesn't like black people? And I'm like, "Yeah, but he did some other shit." <laughs> shit. Yeah, this is weird. It's interesting, isn't it, that we expect all people throughout history to have absolutely no flaws. Yeah, but now, racism isn't great. Of course, it isn't. Yeah, but he he did something for India. Yeah, he, like he did. He did more for brown people than he did against black people. What, you know right, what I'm this saying? is it. Like, yeah, this is it's this. a bit like how Bill Cosby did more for black people than. <laughs> <laughs> feel, is that the equivalent? I feel. I feel like if this was Twitter, I'd already be getting in trouble. <laughs> it's just like fucking white dude, man. He doesn't. <laughs> doesn't get it, and I'm like, no, I just. I found that weird with Gandhi because it's just like, yeah, it's just like, man, we you can't like Gandhi anymore. Like, why? Because he's a racist, and I'm like, but independence of a. Like a billion people. Yeah. Okay, all right. But the thing is, like, you know, Malcolm X hit his wife. Yeah. Martin Luther King cheated on his partner, like, multiple times. Mm. You know, nobody is absolved of... No one's perfect. Yeah. I mean, people will say, okay, racism... Except for Bono. Bono is king (laughs) and Morrissey. Nothing can make anything stick on Bono. Wouldn't you just, during the Me Too thing, just being like, surely, surely (laughs) something... Like just something must come up against this man. Like, what does he know about the media that they just won't go yeah, him anything. ever? He got he got his album on every iPhone. Yeah, without our permission. Exactly. This guy clearly has a consent issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you. I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I I do think about like the history thing. I'm just like, well, I mean, different times, different contexts, all that stuff, yeah. and like, yeah. But if you know, if you're a highly educated person from the upper classes in like what the 30s, yeah, probably not going to like black people. Yeah, you're just not going to. It's just yeah. yeah. It doesn't make it right, but that's just the reality of it. Yeah, um, it's just like you know, like the oh, someone. I think maybe like Daniel Tosh had a great joke about it, where it's just like the founding fathers being like, all men are created equal. And they just like look around at a bunch of white dudes at the table, like we know what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's funny. It is like yeah, it's just like some black dudes there, like ready to carry the scroll to someone. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's just what it was. What it was. Yeah. Doesn't make it right, but it was what it was. No. All right, we're getting we're getting way off track from Bangladesh yes. independence. Yes. So it was there was a crazy genocide, and there was just no media yeah, attention. So, so yeah. So basically, uh, when Pakistan gained independence from India in 1947. 
on my birthday as it happened 14th of august really yeah like that was what was uh, like, not your gift one year <laughs> yeah basically because my dad a pakistani man married my mum, and he kind of realized that he'd get nothing in the marriage the one thing he could hold on to was having me on the day of independence there you go so that's nice that's his win don't know how he planned that don't want to think about it um <laughs> and um so yeah so jinnah gained independence and he basically precluded anybody from the East Pakistan region from having any kind of influence in right. how Pakistan was um, was run. And where the the flashpoint was that in East Pakistan, where over the overwhelming majority of people were Bengali speakers, mm-hmm. a language that's based on Sanskrit, versus in Pakistan where everyone is an Urdu speaker, a language based on Arabic, um, four students outside the University of Dhaka were, were shot down by the Pakistani army because they said, well, we want to speak Bengali. Right. So they wanted to... Were they Bangladesh? There were, there were East Pakistanis who wanted to speak Bengali as the, as the main language. But they were studying in... In, in East Pakistan. Sure. And, and they were just like, well, no, we're well, no, not having that. It was shot dead, four students dead, and yeah. lo and behold, then kind of everything just... Kicked off. Kicked off at that point. Mm. Um, and the Pakistanis had a... And still to this day have one of the most powerful armies in the world. Right. Um, and it was no match really for the large swathes of Bangladeshis or East Pakistanis that they were attacking. Mm. But a lot of these, a lot of Bangladeshis kind of, um, basically it's underwater. There's seven rivers there. Right. Uh, and so what the Pakistani army weren't able to was negotiate those villages. So it was just like a knowing the terrain. Yeah, they didn't know the terrain the very well. So kind of like a Vietnam America thing. Yeah, kind of a Vietnam America thing, yeah. basically. Um, and so, sorry, the, I'm, I know I'm like kind of simplifying it to like Western shit, but just to like give yeah, but it they, context. They, yeah, it gives a good reference point. No, you're people, absolutely right. To yeah. people like me who don't know shit <laughs> about brown history. Yeah, right, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, it's just a good, not. It is. Yeah, that's a good reference point. I get that. That's sure. fine. Um, and so the Pakistanis had uh, a lot of backing from America. Right. Uh, of course. Of course. Why America not? America picks a side. America <laughs> picks a side. Um, America's never been like, I think we should just let, let let's just find out who wins this one. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, ah, some, some Brown's getting killed. Let's choose a side. Oh, boy. Um, why, did, why did they want to support Pakistan? Well, Was Pakistan uh, had... Regional kind of thing? A, regional interest, quite close yeah. to Afghanistan and that, that region. Yeah. B, Pakistan is a nuclear power. Uh-huh. Of course. Uh, and so having... Yeah. America on your side is is useful for both parties. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, one of Pakistan's greatest enemies is, of course, India. Um, yeah, you know, haven't, haven't heard of that. Yeah, that's the one I know. <laughs> yeah, but only because of cricket. Cricket, exactly. I'm like, this is the classic rivalry. Yeah. We... Goes back, goes back years and decades. Yeah. Um, and so the Indians were like, oh, what? Pakistan's having a fight. Let's go on the Bangladeshi side. Boom. Right. Um, and so India and Bangladesh came together. Yeah. Uh, and Pakistan and America came together. And eventually, Bangladesh won. Triumphed. What? What? Um. What years was this happening? Is this like nineteen seventy one? Nineteen seventy one was like that. Was when it ended or when it started? When it ended, uh, started and ended. Started and it was just. It was quite brief. Yeah, quite brief. Kind of nineteen seventy, late nineteen seventies was the early kind of uh, movements. Right. And then uh, by March nineteen seventy one, uh, but, but yeah, by by March nineteen seventy one, that's when the real military process began. Right. And by December 1971, everything had come to an end. Right. Wow. So very fast. Like, and, yeah. and that many deaths, even yeah, in yeah, that yeah. short period. Wow. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots That's and lots nuts, of deaths. man. Is, is that... That overlaps with the Vietnam War, right? In terms of timeline. Or was that just before Vietnam? I think it was just before. Yeah, because I was just going to be like, maybe that's the reason 
you know, it's like kind of overlooked, especially yes. in like Western history. Yeah. Because you can't bloody frame this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In communism versus democracy, you can you? No, you can't. Exactly. If, if Bangladesh was communist, mate, I would know all about oh, that oh, shit. Oh, you'd know everything. Mate, they are Gawley evil. Communism. They want to share. They want to share. Em. Fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so... But your parents... Either, one from either side. One from either side. So I got I got a lot of Sri Lankan friends who's one parent Sinhalese, one parent Tamil. Mm. It's a it's big. What? How has that happened? Did they? Did your mum live in Pakistan as opposed to East Pakistan? Or? No. So so. The, or they met over here. Yeah. The story. The story of their meeting is actually um, I'm writing about in a novel. A novel. Yeah. Shit. At the moment. I didn't realize you were uh, a budding novelist. Just that fucking fancy, bro. Man, I'm just a very fancy a novel, guy. not even a novella. All no. right. All right. Page count. We yeah, get it. That's right. <laughs> don't need the no, don't need the L and the A at the end. All right. Fuck that. <laughs> this is an Australian approach to somebody trying to do something intellectual. It's just like, yeah, can't I can read? I get it. I get it. All right. <laughs> we are the most anti-intellectual people. In the world. I want you to know that. If you ever meet an Australian, that is the one thing. You know, Trump is an intellectual guy. Dude, I'm so, so fucking clever and I tone it down <laughs> unbelievably. And I will till the day I die. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's an important, like, yeah, because we're like, I think it's because of the convict thing. So, like, being intelligent is, like, close enough to snitching, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what, you fucking know something? Can't? Nah, man, not me. No, 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 man, no, 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 no. Me, nah. So, you keep it down. Actually, this is, like, one of my favorite. This is my... This is, do, you I, think the, do you think the earth is flat or round? What's earth? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Mate, all I know is that beaches are sick. <laughs> <laughs> and waves are fucking every shape. Um... No, I love your accent. Thank you. I, I can I can do I can do my regular one, or you're, I can but the thing fang it. If I'll be, want can to. I just full disclosure? Sure. The Australian accent is my least favorite in the world, dude. It's however, shocking. yours is like soft and nice. Oh, thank you. This it's is, a softer one. This is um, the educated Australian accent. Okay, yeah. like in the same way, Edinburgh esque almost. Edinburgh, like the Edinburgh accent is the best Scottish accent. So, I, I like the Glasgow one. Do you? Because it's just. It's it's more, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's my that's my kind of approach to like. I think most foreign stuff. I'm like, I want it to be as foreign as possible. Okay. You know, like I want, I want, yeah. Am just, I as foreign as possible for you? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're to you're a, you're a severely educated man writing a novel about how your parents met. <laughs> how white are you? Like, I'm like, <laughs> my whiteness knows no bounds. Yeah. Exactly. Like Awful. I'm looking at you, being like, shit, man, you. You could probably get me some investment opportunities. This yeah. is like a level of, like, where do you skate? Like, you, yeah. <laughs> I feel oh, that that's a gosh. shout out to our last guest, Tom Horton. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a comedian in the UK and you talk about skiing, you just tip your hat to Tom, Tom Horton. Horton. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Yeah, you are you are the king of that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's but you you were obviously born here yeah. as um, I mean White Shabble. White Chapel, or, White as my, Chapel. or as my family call it, Brown Mosque. Thank hey, you. Hey, bang, thank you. There it is. There you go. Is that a, is that actually a Akbar family joke? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I love Akbar that. No, that's fucking. That's the best <laughs> shit, man. My dad's got jokes. His is um. His is the cemetery one. You know the cemetery? Yeah. Yeah. Driving past it, car, family road trip, mate. People are dying to get in there. <laughs> that's very good, dude. Leo Muggleton. Leo Muggleton, classic. It keeps saying it. That's good. It gets funny every time. Yeah, dude, never, never stops. So yeah. like, I'm just like, I thank him in all my acceptance speeches. Have did you see uh, Daniel Sloss's special? Which one? The uh, jigsaw and the one about the joke that his dad always makes. Oh, 
whenever they have to go and every year they go and clean up um, his sister's grave. Oh, yeah. And then his dad said, uh, so we had to deflower your sister today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I read that and I'm just like, I, I, sorry, I watched that and I was just like, man. That's funny. I could picture my dad saying that. <laughs> Thank God I'm an only child. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine if one day he did say that, just came up to him and said, we deflowered your sister's grave to you. And yeah. you're like, I'm an only, what? <laughs> <laughs> After all this time, After this is this how time. you tell me? Yeah. I said, like, why did you visit it any other time? time. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So wait, born is Whitechapel. When when were you live? Do you still live there? Or have you? No, moved? I live further east. I live in on the border of East London and Essex. Ah, okay. And the the parents live in Whitechapel. No, uh, I live with my dad, and my mum is sadly no more. My mum passed away four years ago. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> every joking. every comedian every time. Just like that's your joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but you live with your dad. Yes. What? Why? Me, my dad, and my brother live together. What? The you, to, you tell me the boys just the boys. hanging? Is that yeah. the whole the the fam, or do you have any sisters or anything? No, like that's that? it. That's the whole fam. The whole fam. You, your brother, and your dad. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah. And you're writing a novel about your parents meeting. Yeah. Not a sitcom about you living with your dad and your brother. I am. Uh, of course, course you are. I've got a sitcom <laughs> about that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called Housemates. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a sitcom in the, in the pipeline for that. Just like, mate, I, I love that I've been here like almost a year and I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I know how British TV works at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, wait a second, they all live together? Yeah, yeah. give the guy some money. We're going yeah. to yeah. explore this. We're going to explore this, yeah. So yeah, I live with my dad and my is that, That's cool though. Like, is, it, is it been out? Is it coming out? Uh, what, the sitcom? Yeah. No, so I've written a couple of episodes and it made kind of the final read through for something called the BBC Writers Room. Right. So now I'm just developing it further and hopefully I'll start pitching it and Great. see where it goes. So that's, that's coming out. So if you, if you like the podcast yeah. in two and a half years. Yeah. If you like the sound of my voice, then you'll be like, do you know what? This guy. This guy. It's all happening. But so wait, why? How come you guys all live together? Is that just like... Well, so the, the real reason is my dad and I bought the place together when I was 18. What? bought the house when i was 18 when you were 18 yeah what were you doing in your teenagers you're like the only people who are rich as teenagers are like mechanics and drug dealers yeah yeah which... so i basically I, I got a job in a bank when i was 18 yeah but um i got an inheritance which paid for a deposit i see okay and so you were smart with your money i was smart with the money but basically the reason i bought the house and didn't spend it on uh other substances or jet skis or yeah <laughs> Um, is is also explored in the novel. So you right, know, everything my parents went through upon them coming, them getting together, yeah, led to a number of events that eventually led to me almost having to buy a house. Sure, when I was eighteen, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, which we can explore, but that's basically the headline story. The headline story, okay. And then, and your brother just lives there, yeah, freeloading like a champ, having a lovely time. He's a teacher, teaches philosophy. Teacher. Yeah, but you got you got the job in the bank. Was like what? What kind of what kind of banking are we talking? Um, so at, at at eighteen, I was just like normal in a high street, and yeah. at twenty one, I became a private banker. So I was doing wealth management for celebrities. Wealth management is always one of those jobs. It's just like that definitely pays well. Yeah, it pays. If it's got wealth in the title, it's, it's got to pay well. Yeah. it paid fine. Yeah, it paid fine. And then you you had a crack at that. <clears throat> did that? Did that, for did five that require six? like a university or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so I went to university. Which which one? Where oh, at? Queen Mary in London. In London. So you're yes. like London. I'm very London. London. You're, you're as London as it gets. Yeah. I my first job was here. My university was here. The first time I had sex was here. That's good. Yeah. Where's where was, which suburb was the first time first place you had sex? Where's what? What suburb did you first have sex at, in? At home. At home? <laughs> yeah. Brown Mosque. 
No, 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 in uh, Chadwell Heath, in Essex. Wait, the first time you had sex yeah. was in a house you owned? Yes. That is absurd. <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds fucking mad. Yeah, it's just like, look, I bought a house because I knew I was going to need to fuck. <laughs> and luckily, I locked that down. Lock that shit down, baby. Yeah. It's like, Dad, we're going to buy a house together because... I need to shag. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I can't even I can't even picture that. You can't even process it, can you? <laughs> Just like, whose house is this? Mine. By the way, do you know how to open condoms? I'm not really practiced. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I can open this mortgage document and yeah, explain absolutely. everything that's happening with that. Dude, stamp duty all over it. Uh, all over it, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> that's very funny. I, and that, I don't know if that's London. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as being very London. I assume like most London people will have sex for the first time like in a park. Yeah. <laughs> or like on the night bus. On the night bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, oh man. I've so, never been on the night bus. You've never been? No. What? Never ever been on we the night We drove bus. here. That was one thing that I... That, that is a first, I think, for this podcast. Someone's drove... Really? ...to my house. What really? I, I, I mean, you're quite well situated. You're yeah, I'm very, I'm central, central yeah. boy. I'm and Liverpool shorted. Street is only 15 minutes on the train for me. Yeah, I see. I, yeah, I've been out. Um, I've been out Essex Way, like kind of to hang out. Where do you know Garrett Millerick? Where he? Yeah, lives? yeah, yeah. He's he, he yeah. further, further, yeah. further. Yeah, he seemed like proper. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's like a full size supermarket. I'm like, oh, this is this is way out. This, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like the local of the Express. This is yeah. fucking. This is a whole thing. There is a Tesco Extra near my house. That must be good. That must oh, put the rent up. Massive baby, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you need. But wait, so East, you grew up like Whitechapel. East London used to be considered quite rough. Yeah, it did. That's something I, like, when you play those older gigs. Yeah. You're like, I live in East London. They're like, oh, fuck. Is everything you, you okay? You get a real sense, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, I live with people who exclusively work for startups. Yeah. Or own startups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm, um, you know, it's Shoreditch. Shoreditch is like... Yeah. It's the most gentrified place in the, England, surely. Yeah, I mean, this part of London, Shoreditch, Hackney, Dalston, you would not come here, ever. Really? Yeah, you, you and your parents. Even my dad, who, you know, has been in this country for many, many, many years. Yeah. When I tell him I'm going to Dalston, he'll be like, oh, be careful. Still. And I'm like... What like <laughs> vegan sausages being thrown at me? Um, what am, what am I actually going to like be in the background of somebody's photo in front of graffiti? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Canary Wharf, that whole area. Yeah, I remember it as a kid. Just used to be swamp, just swampland, and then it's just there. gone up. Yeah, and Stratford was you know I used to go to Stratford Centre before Westfield was there. It was all empty. It was all you know the police lines everywhere. Yeah, and so this is like in your lifetime, yeah, just like where you lived changed. has just gone completely just changed been bushed yeah. right up yeah wow and in fact in fact at the time i was buying my house mm. uh, a property had come up in orgate which was a three it was a three bedroom property and my mom said it's too dangerous Orgate. let's not buy like the center of all yeah business yeah let's not buy there it's too dangerous not buy there and i'll tell you something i regret that decision <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like just for anyone who hasn't kind of been through London Orgate, what like ten minute walk to like the Gherkin? Yeah, to the city like, of London, the centre yeah. of all business. Yeah, now like all yeah. the law firms and shit. Like, yeah, I know plenty of people like work just there. Yeah, I think would be worth and, it, and so much money. And it's now. bizarre. So Orgate, so you know Orgate, Bishopsgate, Broadgate. These yeah. were the main. 
gates that protected the city of London. That's where right. they got their names. And Aldgate got its name because that's where all the aldermen would be. Right. And the aldermen were uh, kind of the poorest of the bishops and yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. Uh, and so that part was where you'd see, you're more likely to see kind of older inns and pubs and things like that if you go yeah. to that part. And that's where Jack the Ripper famously... That's in Aldgate? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that part of London. So it is within proximity to the city of London. Yeah. Like all the other gates, but it's only very recently that Allgate has had that kind of city business renaissance. Yeah, um, it'd or, be like one of the CBD kind of. Yeah, I know, like London's got like the just it is a kind of a CBD. Yeah, in the middle, yeah. but like it's definitely one of the hubs, like with Canary Wharf as well. Yeah, could this, yeah, used to be a swamp in your lifetime. In my lifetime, fuck. Yeah, I thought I thought this stuff like it happened. Yeah, no, because it's those old dudes out in the villages yeah. that are like sixty, and they're like, oh man, East London, I don't know. Yeah. You're like my age, like fucking you're just I know. Like East London. I don't know. Growing up, I used to get a lot of a lot of shit for being for, from East London. Like poor and destitute and now them not. They're falling over themselves, mate. <laughs> but who owns the property? This guy. This Go fuck guy. yourself. Even further east. You wait. <laughs> yeah. Twenty more years. I'm just waiting. Twenty more years. Oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming. Oh man. But yeah, wait, so back to the driving thing. Have you always driven? If you because you well, legally. Like, is in like, yeah, like, yeah, is in yeah. just, you know, you've always had a car. Pretty much, yeah. Can you tell me one thing? Okay. I need to know this. And I know I could Google it, but I did Google yeah. and I was still confused. Okay. What is the fucking speed limit on the motorway? 70 miles per hour. Why is there not a single sign? Because the sign is um, a, it's a circular sign yeah. with a black diagonal line yeah. on a white background. That means national speed limit. You guys have a national speed limit? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you do. So the national speed limit is 70 on... on I thought that was way. just a drawing of a road. No. <laughs> no, so we have pictures. Yeah, we have pictures that denote the national speed limit. Get the fuck out of here. It's like an icon. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. weird. It's just the, num- the number. You just no, write the no, number no. down. That'd be too simple, wouldn't it? Of course, fucking... I knew... This is the thing. I knew there must be something to indicate it. Like yeah, I knew it just can't yeah. be like, no, everyone knows. Like yeah, there yeah. must be some sign. Yeah. The UK's been doing emojis for fucking decades, <laughs> mate. Yeah. You guys invented it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, I know the, I know there's cars driving on this road. Let's go Roman numerals, really, hieroglyphics. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Like, yeah let's fucking, fucking do pictures. Ah oh, man, yeah, because it was killing me. Like, because in Australia, like, there's like, if you are driving down a road, yeah. the speed limit sign is like every kilometer, every like, yeah. you know. Here, it's only when it's like it only tells you the slow speed limit. Yeah. Then you start getting overtaken by everybody and you feel yeah. like a bitch and you're yeah, like, well, yeah. I better s- speed. But, yeah. you know, but how, f- I don't know how fast. So if you're, if you're, if you're on um, a motorway, it's 70. If you're on, if you're on a dual carriageway, it's generally 50. Okay. So uh, is that, wait, what's a dual carriageway? So a, a dual carriageway is where, so if, if at, the best way to think about a dual carriageway is if you've got two roads running parallel next to each other. Yeah. If you can throw a ball and it rolls all the way from one end to the other end, that's a motorway. Yeah. But if it stops halfway, it has to be blocked by something, that's a dual carriageway. Right. Okay. So it's like, when there's a divide... I sound like such a dick. <laughs> you don't. I'm such a geek. You know, What's okay. wrong with me? You're not a geek. You're a cool <laughs> oh comedian guy. I'm a comedian dude. Dude, I'm sorry. You are the only, you are the only person I've ever met who fucked for the first time in a house that he owned. <laughs> you can never not be cool. You could never not be cool after that. You know That's what I mean? That's true. That's true. That'd be like, you know, I, I figure, I, I, I can only assume 
This, you know how like you listen to songs when you have sex? Yeah, I yeah, assume yeah. Justin Bieber listened to his own song, song? the first <laughs> yeah, time that, he had sex. That's level of coolness. And that's you know level. what? I'll take that from exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. That's dude. I <laughs> like that's nuts. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to deal with that for a week. It's <laughs> been like, can you imagine going into green room saying, you know, Ishan? <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, hey, Dad, as co-owner of this house, I'm gonna bring a girl home, probably skedaddle. <laughs> And just your brother, just kick him out. Of, he doesn't own shit. Just kick just him out of the street. Out, yeah, get out. Are you are you the eldest or is he the yeah, eldest? I'm the eldest. You're yeah, the eldest. Yeah. Okay. I'm 10 years older. 10 years older? What? Yeah, we're 10 years apart. you got a big gap. A huge gap. Interesting. Yeah. Why was that? I think my parents uh, um, had me, had a difficult marriage and then tried to save the marriage. With your brother? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it works. It kind of worked, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a lovable lovable scamp, still yeah, living he, with your dad? He is, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's cool. He's a good little egg. So you, oh, you're an only child for ages. I'm an yeah. only child. Yeah, how's that, mate? I, I, well, I guess you don't know. You I don't know anything else. That's the thing. You, you were like one of the few people that was like a proper point of comparison. You had ten yeah, years 10 solo. Years. Yeah, and they've had what, another twenty. You know, yeah, co-pilot. Well, you're the yeah. captain. Is the co-pilot? Well, I th- the first until he was about eight, I was basically his carer. Right, because his parents were both working. Yeah, working, yeah. or mum was ill. You know, whatever it might be. But also because he's my younger brother. Yeah. You, as a 10-year-old, you get thrust into this responsibility of kind of changing nappies and whatever. So yeah. it was a bit of a weird thing. For 10 years, I was the only child, pampered and... Getting everything. Getting everything. And But I was really excited about the prospect of having someone else in the house. That's cool. But then when he came in, it wasn't... I couldn't be competitive because I had to look after him. Yeah. And I really enjoyed taking on that parental role. And it was only when he was eight or nine that I started realizing that he's kind of going to do his own thing. Oh right, you didn't have to. Yeah, you were you were like a proper like heli- what is it helicopter parent? You just like yeah. around, just so hovering around all the time. And then and he was like, like all grown I'm up. nine. You need to stop taking my <laughs> pants off and wiping my ass with me. <laughs> and, right, how, and, and ten year age difference. You're just like eighteen, just being like, dude, I'm just trying to tell you about how I fucked in the house. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> this is sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool shit. <laughs> You're gonna love this, man. Like, <laughs> my shagging her while holding the mortgage deed in my hand. Just <laughs> Wiping my, wiping my brow <laughs> with the house agent. This still legal, right? <laughs> oh god, this is this is great. This I would is... love to be able to do this as a, as a bit, but I'd sound like a fucking smug cunt. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it sounds smug. I think if you are as incredulous as you are now, I can't believe you never thought about it. Like, I'm the first guy to be like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, you are genuinely are. The way you put it is the first time I've ever thought of it like that. Yeah, you know what, like, other people had to do? <laughs> Actually, fuck. <laughs> All right, just to make you feel better. I don't know if I've ever said this anywhere. Here we all go. Right, this is, it's no, this, all revelations today. No, this is, um, yeah, the first blowjob I ever got yeah. was in a cinema... In the front row. I love how much you're shuffling at the moment. <laughs> yeah. This is very uncomfortable. And the film was Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> have you never said this to anyone? <laughs> well, I mean, one other person knew. <laughs> but yeah, that was that's what you had to do back then. Wow. Front row too. That's very... That's bold. That's very close to the screen. Was, was it he or she? It was she. It was a she. Okay. It was she. Right. Okay. Wow. That's bold. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like. 
you know, as a, as a pair of gay men exploring ourselves, okay, okay. let's go watch a bunch of a couple of gay men exploring. I sit on the front row and explore. <laughs> that would be. I mean, that actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I can see why you went that way. I was like, no, no, it was just like a girl, and we just needed something to see at that time because we were good to go. Right. Were there many other people in the cinema? Ah, uh, like. 20. Okay. Which in Australia is most of the population. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like, no, it was. So no one stopped you? No. Nah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, the thing where you just, as an adult, you're like, I, I know what's happening yeah. here. Go for it and have a good yeah. time. I think it was that. But then you probably didn't notice your shadows on the actual screen yeah. just going up and down. It's just like, man, that guy's doing finger puppets on the <laughs> <That's> screen. <strange. laughs> that finger, what's, okay, that's disappeared. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it looks like a finger in terms of size, but <laughs> it's not being treated like a finger. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah, I mean, not as good as fucking in the house you went for the first time. <laughs> I like this is like, you know, a podcast where like we start talking about Bangladeshi yeah. genocide. Yeah, at, <laughs> at this point, it's just like people are like, what, what, what's the podcast about? I'm like, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> no idea. I don't know. We covered many topics. <laughs> I don't know what the point is, but we we learned. <laughs> Everybody's come away knowing more than they knew before. What I've enjoyed is that there's been no introduction. Do you do that later? Do you? Record? I do. I do a little a little uh, intro. Usually, I say like we're here with like Ishan Akbar, but okay. you know, just like I didn't want to do that thing where I'm like Ishan, and you're like actually it's Ishan, and I'm like oh, for fuck. Ah oh, fuck. You know, Ishan is correct. Ishan, good. Ishan, yeah, yeah. I, I get stitched up. I, because I, I used to and like compare a lot in Australia. Yeah, and I, I'd always ask, you know, I always ask because like get the name right. That that yeah, was like yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, a thing. Because yeah. it's funny because I realized I do it even with like Russian like literature. You know, just like yes. oh, it's just some fucking Russian name. Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you just don't really retain it. You're like, no, you really should retain it because like Daniel Muggleton, that's just as ludicrous <laughs> as like Seren Jayamana. You yeah. know, he's like a good <laughs> yeah, friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, like he, if he has to learn this, I have to learn that. You yeah, know? like absolutely. that's just equivalency. So like I'd always be like, all right, what's your name? Is this how you say it? Like I just you know I just want to make sure I, I get it right. I think you were able to set, pronounce it Ishan properly though because you because you're Aussie. English people can't actually say Ishan; they say Ishan. Ishan. So I've grown up saying Ishan. Well, you know the reason I was unsure of it is because I've heard other people. English comedians call yeah. you Ishan, and I'm like, yeah. fuck it, what? Yeah, I call myself <laughs> Ishan to be fair. Really, just yeah. for for ease. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I say Ishan Akbar. Yeah, and just like, just so people are like, oh, okay, we get that. We get that, yeah. We can Whereas Ishan just seems to blow their fucking tiny minds off. They're like, what? <laughs> Two A's? Are you fucking kidding me? Get out of here. How many vowels do you need? Wait a second. And then Welsh people are like, we get it. We get it. <laughs> we get it, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, yeah, wait. I want to I want to get back to this. We're, okay, let's talk about what no, the podcast is about no, to be no, about. No, 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 no. Just, just before, before we got started, we're, we're talking about these gigs up north. Just because like... Yeah, because like as a you know you're like pure London, yeah, and like in London, like a, a brown dude, yeah, who cares, yeah, right? Like yeah. there's like there's no oh look yeah. at him, there's like, no novelty to it, exactly. Yeah. It'd, it'd be absurd. I mean, I, I assume there's probably still some like kind of racial shit that like yeah. happens. But I've been I've been unbooked from a gig because I've already booked and I quote an ethnic that's happened an ethnic in London. Not even a not even specific. Not even specific. Just an ethnic. What even count? Do I count as an ethnic over here? No. What do, do I get a do I get a do I get an international? You get white pass. No, you don't. I'm just I'm just another straight white guy. You're just white guy. Fuck. I'm not getting on TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've taken your spot. <laughs> Honestly, it's about time. Just um, just if Twitter's listening, wanted to get that out there. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, what was I gonna say? so these, in the small towns, though, yeah, surely it's still 
they look at me like I'm pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. just like wait, what accent is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. ain't this ain't Northern or like what are the other ones like Devon? Uh, yeah, like Southwest or Geordie. Torn. I've been to Torn. They just look at me like, yeah, who are you? Yeah, what is this? Just like in those places where you're like, I'm pretty sure the miners are still dial up. You yeah, know, like that yeah. kind of like is that is it a problem? Or I would is say it's a problem. Fun? It's I really enjoy it. Right. So in one week, I say last week, in fact. Yeah, last week I went to Dorset, Somerset, and Abergavenny in Wales in, in one week. Well, okay, that is rural. Yeah. And the audiences were four hundred plus strong every time because yeah. I was doing tour support. Yeah. And over those three gigs, there was only one Asian person across the three nights. Get out of here! Own those three audiences and no black people. Was it a white guy you were supporting? Yeah, yeah. All right, I was going to be like, well, that'd be even more fucking confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so it was a white guy I was supporting, a guy yeah. called Rory Bremner, who's yeah. an impressionist. Sure. Uh, I, I, I kind of get that, but yeah. nevertheless, so there was, so there was that. That that's something I'm not always used to, unless I go to. Are you like uh, aware of it? Like, I'm aware the gig? of it. I'm as aware of it as I am in you know the most liberal part of London, which is which is Islington, and they never invite Asian or black people to the gigs. So you know, I don't know what's going on there, but. <laughs> But they're very <laughs> liberal and right on, aren't you guys, eh? In Islington? Anyway, <laughs> so go fuck yourselves. We're doing a, doing a <laughs> shout out at Islington. Yeah. yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck you, um, Islington. Yeah. By the way, I'm not getting on TV. I'm available. Yeah. If, you need, if you need another white uh, guy, I'm right here. I get very angry with that sanctimonious lot. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the kind of like, we're allies, but yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not you, fighting. Yeah, we're not you know fighting. Yeah, I mean? those kind of guys. And, you know, they're the ones who like, are very quick to say, oh, actually, you know, I, I know about your plight. I've been to Goa. You're like, yeah, okay, mate. Like, uh, like the old American intervention in the Pakistani thing. We're yes. going to send any troops? No. no. But we're on your side. side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just that racism to me is worse than if someone just looked at me and went, you're a Paki, I hate you. Uh, but in I, my opinion. I could not agree more. I, Dude, I'm like so on your side there. I know it doesn't matter whose side I'm on, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm so on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can talk about that in another podcast that we do together. Yeah. But um, anyway, so... <laughs> Called Alienating Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> With Dan Muggleton and Ishan Akbar. Um, so uh, that's... Uh, I like the fr- I like the frigion of kind of being there yeah. and knowing that I'm an unknown quantity. Sure. Two, you can see confused faces in the audience being like, he, I've never seen him at the Indian restaurant. Where has he come from? Because there's always one Indian restaurant nearby every theatre in these places. But one thing that blew my mind, not all Indian workforce. Oh, in Bangladeshi. Uh, no. They're all not Bangladeshi. A, not, a Bangla- not all Indian, not all Bangladeshi, not all Pakistani. I've seen white people work in the Indian restaurant. Really? Where? Dude, in Islington. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> We've already established this. But no, just I've like... I've not seen that before. It's in like, yeah, just like no brown people, just like a white dude, just kind of being like, can I take your order? And I'm like, no. Does he put on an accent? Unless you just bring me like chicken tikka masala, assuming yeah. I don't want you involved in this process, right? <laughs> the only way I'm going to accept that is if he puts on the accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that's better. Yeah, to it's me. Like maybe, maybe you grew up there like yeah. Kipling or something. Then shit. it's fine. I'm like, okay, there's a justification for you being here. <laughs> that is one of the strangest things I've ever seen. It was a documentary about West Indies cricket from like the 30s. Right. And it was white dudes with like the rude boy accent because <laughs> that's how they spoke. Yeah. And you're just like... What? There was this. I, Is it, this fine? <laughs> at my uni, there was a German guy. So he was born to German parents. Yeah. But in the West Indies. Oh. And oh my God, he was this, you know, he was, 
he'd look like Hitler's wet dream. <laughs> but then he'd be like, yo, man. Man, Adam do the economics ting. And you're like, what <laughs> is happening? What is going This is somebody fucked up. <laughs> we need to... It was such a head fuck. We need to get in one of those like retraining camps. Yeah. Like, think, this ain't think, okay. But I think that's just it. It's that head fuckery. So when I go on stage, you know, and I sound like I do. Yeah. They know that I exist or people like me exist, but you can see that they're just like, this is... I'm taking a bit of a while to yeah understand what's happening here yeah 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 so i actually had to change my set to address the fact that is that in general or just when you do these when they when i do those gigs yeah and i, I have was, to explain I was that so basically I, I i my approach is to basically take on a high status role where i'm like the reason i sound like this is because i'm educated and better than you yeah and stuff like that and it seems to work and they're comfortable with that that's interesting yeah because I I, th- I figure yeah because like when I come over here with like any Australian stuff it just it needs more context yeah it's not necessarily like changing the joke yeah but like yeah. The, you kind of yeah. give them a I, the only one is like when it's like specific I'll then make it broad yeah like yeah, if fine. it's like a specific thing that Australians would find funny and then I say it here and they're like we don't know what you're talking about I yeah. do the broad thing that Australians would find like the most obvious obvious thing yeah. precisely same difference um, same same thing so uh, I really enjoy that and. They really, they've really taken to me. Like whenever I've gone outside of London, the only place that hasn't is Kings Lynn because Kings Lynn is the worst place in England. Where, where is Kings Lynn? The tip some... of Norfolk. Okay, right, and that's prop. Norfolk's oh, proper. God. <laughs> Norfolk for anyone who doesn't, where that's like what six fingers yeah. white people in Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, awful place. But like money, like money in parts. In parts. Yeah, yeah. But like also. Gumboots. Yeah. Awful, like, <laughs> awful place. Yeah. But everywhere else in England, it's been really fine. England. Yeah, it's been fine. But that's the thing. It's like, it's absurd, like, that they will look at me and assume that I will understand better than you. Yes, of course. Like, they're like, oh, you're an Australian. Well, of course. And I'm like, mate, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I don't get any of these references. We don't know about your serial killers. No. Your celebrities. Don't who, know who is Alicia? Alicia Dixon? Alicia who Dixon, is, yeah. Who is she? I don't know. She... she- <laughs> She's never flown 22 hours, mate. I haven't no, seen her. I don't, I, seen I don't have a TV license here. I don't know who Is you she? are. <laughs> like, and it's just weird because they look at me like, but of course, like, no. No. Dude, I, I don't have context. Whereas like, obviously for you, like, yeah, this is all yeah, you've I'm, ever known. Yeah, I'm English. I'm a Londoner. <laughs> yeah, I'm as London as it comes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you grow up in the fucking middle. Yeah. Just like, oh, it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's just like people are like, oh, but you look different though. It's yeah, like, yeah but listen to how I sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes if you need to, mate. Like, yeah, and it's then, fucking. I when I was um when I was in the bank, I was talking to a client and giving her lots of advice. Blah 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 blah. Mm. And then um at the end, she says, "Oh, you've been incredibly helpful. Can I take your name?" So I gave her my name. I said Ishan, and she goes, "Sorry, what?" And I said, "My name's Ishan." Yeah. She said, uh, "What?" She said, "What kind of name is that?" <laughs> I said, what do you mean, what kind of... She goes, oh, you don't sound like an Ishan. I'm like, you know what an Ishan sounds like? No. She goes, I don't know what an Ishan is. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so... Just like, you don't sound... Was it in face-to-face? No, no, over the phone. phone. Oh, the phone. I was going to say, I was yeah, like, was face-to-face, I'd just be like, surely at some point she's picked up on something. But here. it works the other way as well. I have talked about this on stage, which is like, people are trying to get so woke now. There was yeah. one guy who came into the office. I was the only guy sat there. Yeah. He obviously had come in for a meeting. He looked at me and went, uh, sorry, are you by any chance Hugo? I was like, no, <laughs> like, of course I'm, like, of course I'm not Hugo. 
<laughs> Take a punt. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Just like <laughs> he didn't want to got, offend. Someone coming up to me. Excuse me. Are you Jamal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, sure. Of course, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, people, they, yeah, it's, I think it's like just the discomfort, you know? I mean, that's the funny thing. Like, I say brown here and I, I worry a little bit. Yeah. Cause, like, in Australia, right, if you say Asian, you it's mean Far East Asian. Yeah. You yeah. mean like Chinese, Japanese, yeah. Korean. And we can differentiate because our country is located in Asia. Right. Where, and to say Asian here would make me feel weird. Right. Okay, like, it just, it just doesn't make sense in my head. Like, it's like, you know, slang, like, you don't really want to adopt slang from a place that you don't live live yeah it just like you know like i'd never call a cigarette a fag like yeah okay like you guys can and that's yeah, fine. fine but yeah. to me it sounds really weird weird yeah and fine. wrong like i'm yeah. just like i don't you, you know what you're doing yeah like yeah. you know you, and oppressive yeah yeah just like you'd never in australia like there's never an english person being like oh can i get can i get a bum a fag off you and you're like what and just what? like oh it's just what we call it back home yeah, yeah. Like, shut the fuck, fuck up <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing you know what you did yeah so just like in the same way and i'm just like yeah it's funny like because yeah because people in Australia would just say Indian. Like, that's probably more yeah. common. And it's like, no, but that's That's not. probably worse, though. Yeah, because that's like, no, there's actually these, all these other brown people, man. I don't know if yeah. you know. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. And they're not Indian. And they definitely don't want to be called Indian. Indian, yeah, 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 yeah. Same way that I don't want to be called a Kiwi. I yeah, honestly yeah. could care less. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just like driving up and doing those gigs. Like, in, in I, I was in Bacup last night. Yeah. Which is like the smallest, weirdest thing in the world. And like... I just, not even being Northern is too far. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for that crowd, like they, they, they weren't, they didn't like hate me or anything, but they were just like, what is this exotic bird doing? Yeah. What's going on? Like, it's just like for next show, we booked a flamingo. Like, you know, just, it's going to stand there. You're going to stare at it. You're going to be like, well, that was new. That was and different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, I, I just find it interesting in the humor. Cause like, I'm kind of like, well, I, I get to talk about, you guys like as in british people yeah and that's fun for me yeah but like but you are british yeah so i guess for you it's like you're a white british person yeah like is that like is that where you kind of find the the connection with like that kind of crowd where you just don't you know what i mean in Islington, in Shoreditch, yeah. I have a context with pretty much everybody who lives here because yeah. they're all hipster pieces of shit. Yeah. Be like, no, you know, by looking at me for three seconds that I've probably had sex with a barista, right? right. Like they, yeah. they know, yeah, like fine. they just get like the thing. But yeah. like when you, if, if I didn't have the country thing, I think I would be concerned. One of them. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be the baker people just staring at me like, look at this fucking flamingo. <laughs> Um, but no, it just, it just, I find it interesting. Cause I, I, you know, I'm like, oh geez, what do I talk about? But like you, you know, you got the car, you're going on the road, you're doing the thing. Yeah. 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 I kind of, I, I talk, I talk about, I mean, a lot of my set at the moment, a lot of it is to do with Islam. Right. A big part of what I talk about. And do you feel pressure to talk about it or just that's what you want to talk about? That's, that's what, what I want to talk about. And yeah. I think it's, for me, it's especially interesting because I don't practice it anymore. Sure. And I think that there is a discourse where, and rightly so, to an extent, rightly so, where there are Muslim comedians who talk about how difficult it is being Muslim. Sure. And, and I think, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. But what I try to do is give another perspective, which is like, you know, it's difficult being kind of anything at, yeah. at the moment. And I don't want to play oppression top trumps. And, you know, I want to talk to you about how you can be a Muslim and also 
just do this stuff as well. Yeah. And give that perspective. And I think because I'm giving that voice, it kind of softens it a bit for the people who are outside of London. Sure. Because everything they read seems to be like Islam is angry and Muslims are angry and blah, blah, blah. And here I am saying, hey, I don't practice it anymore, but I also know quite a lot about it. And I come from a Muslim family and I'm not here trying to kill you. Yeah. And I'm also not talking about how you're being mean, mean to me. Mean to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. So, and I think that's why I do often get comments like, oh, it's not you we have a problem with or... I get the, you're one of the good ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. get that, which always makes me a bit uncomfortable, but also my ego likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right. I am one of the good ones. Thank you so much. You so much. I think he means just... comedians. I'm one of the good comedians. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's in, what was interesting in your question as well, though, was do you feel pressure to talk about it? And I think this is where, you know, kind of linking it back to the podcast. Sure. When, 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 you, when you are in England and you come from a Commonwealth country... You're rep- being a comedian of a of an a- as an Asian comedian. I don't even want to say that, but a comedian who is Asian sure. that comes from two Commonwealth countries, I end up feeling like I'm representing everyone. Right. And I don't want that pressure because I'm an Englishman. As in representing the Asian, representing the Asians or the Muslims or whatever I choose, whichever flag I'm carrying at a gig. But not the white. Not not the white. British. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. Gotcha. The people, the British Asians, the yeah. Asian, like yeah. the you know Pakistanis. And, yeah. So yeah. Have you heard the term coconut? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I get l- labelled with this a lot. Sure. Coconut, because people, my 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 viewpoints have been passed off as being white. Have been criticised as being white. I don't know what yeah. that means. Um. I mean. More less likely to be shot by the police is, is <laughs> right? your viewpoints. Yeah, and the thing is, safe. because I was born, raised, educated here, and privately, by the way, yeah, my alignment is with a certain class of white British people mm-hmm. that, in in generic terms, probably were the oppressors, probably educated white guys, yeah, probably were the oppressors. The way I view the world is there's a lot of stuff that aligns with them. But there's also a lot of stuff that aligns with the fact that I was raised in an Asian Muslim family where I wasn't allowed to speak English until I was seven years old. Ah. So English was the fourth language I learned to speak. Right. And so my, my perspective tries to straddle these two things and I never quite know where I belong half the time because here I'm too brown to be English. Right. And amongst Asians in this country and in Bangladesh and Pakistan, I'm too white to be them. Oh, yeah, way too white. Way too white. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? So it's just like, well, I'm just going to try and be funny then. Yeah. You know? But like, that's, that's like an interesting... Because, yeah, it's like, it's like that thing. Like, if you look, you're going to think, oh, here's this man representing the Asian community. Yeah. But if you listen, you're going to be like, oh, here's this well-educated British man yeah. who used to work for the bank yeah. and owns a home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's the profile, and that's and the difficult thing is with stand up comedy looking at you and listening to you at the same time is a head fuckery, yeah. So they're like, fuck, <laughs> who do I believe? <laughs> my ears or my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I especially like it in the accent, yeah. fuck. <laughs> oh, dude, Australians do disbelief good. That costs how much? Like, <laughs> yeah, disbelief is great in your accent, yeah. It's just like, you're from where? <laughs> fuck. Mm. <laughs> Mate, you know we can we can do accents too. You can do accents too. Yeah, just, I love that I, I do it. I do it in like the same way as like you hear like a lot of um, 
uh, Asian comedians who are like born in that country yeah. have a pure like whatever that is accent. Yeah. And then like they do it as like, oh, it's my like parents' accent. Like this is not my accent. My accent. This yeah, is a yeah, completely yeah, different yeah. accent. It's really funny. I made Seren actually who I brought up. I always tease him. I'm like, dude, when are you going to start? This is Australia. If you want to get on TV, you got to start doing the accent. Yeah. And he's like, man... My mom speaks perfect English. What do you yeah, want to do? <laughs> I know. This is the problem. My mom... She has no accent. My mum <laughs> used to read the news for BBC World Service in Bangladesh. Holy shit. So she had like the BBC <laughs> next on BBC World Service. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. So like if you could do your mum's accent, you could just have a job as a newsreader. Basically. Like you don't, you exactly don't have that. To comedy anymore. And my dad, like he has the... Some consonants are slightly harder to pronounce than the others, but he's basically yeah. got an English accent. But when he gets very angry, because he, he came to this country when he was 15 and he grew up in the East End of London. Right. From the age of 15, right? So when he gets angry, he suddenly goes, oh, fucking hell. That's a fucking <laughs> bullshit. It's such a head. He's like, son, I told you not to. Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. <laughs> what is happening? Because he's learnt those words yeah, with that those... emotion. Yes. So, yeah, that's so funny. He used to say to my mum, you did my bloody head in. <laughs> It's just come out of nowhere. Like, yeah. what the f- I used to, yeah, I used to have like a lot of like Asian mates at school, and they'd be speaking like Mandarin to their parents on the phone. Yeah, and then like I just wouldn't be understanding anything. Obviously, I don't, I don't speak Mandarin, and they'd just be like chips. Yeah, I have some chips, and they go straight back in because like you know you're not having chips in in, Ma- yeah. in, in Hong Kong where yeah. they're from. It's like yeah. no, so it's just like you use that word. You use that word to describe it. It's that. It's from that thing. Yeah, very funny. Oh man, we're out of time, which kind of... Are we? Yeah, we've made it Shit. very quickly, which is irritating. It's yes. always, I feel it. like you've got so many bullet points and we've covered none of them. No, we got... Pretty much we got through most of it. I mean, I, I think it's really interesting where you're just like, yeah, like obviously I went to school with all these like cultural elite people. Yeah. And then now I just got on stage. It's like, who's this Who's this rags to riches brown man? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he going well? And you're yeah. like... Yeah, I've been going well for ages. Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been going well from the top. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, this is been, nothing. It's been going well, baby. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's funny because like, sorry, the thing that I thought of is just at the top when you were talking about Gandhi and like all these like leaders, like the founder of Pakistan. Yeah, founder of Pakistan. Yeah. yeah, like they all went to these elite English schools and yeah. then kind of went back, and you're just like in a similar position. You yeah, know? quite. Well, yeah, not as elite as them, but yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of been going on for ages and still no one's figured out what to do with it. Yeah, no, like, you know, my granddad, you know, he, he was a barrister who helped write the Constitution of Bangladesh. And this, you know, he, he wouldn't, when people tell me about Bangladesh's oppression, I'm just like, well, I don't, I yeah. don't know that. I don't really relate yeah. to that side. And this is actually a problem. It's, it's become a problem when I, you know, now that I'm flirting with TV producers in the industry which is that they want to hear a story about Asians that fits their own narrative and understanding. Yeah, they want to hear that one they've heard before. Right, and so the problem is my narrative to the wider BBC audience Hmm. is not going to be interesting to them because that doesn't fit their understanding of the world. Right. And so as a comic, I'm kind of like, well, I can't pretend to be something I'm not. No. You know, the sitcom I write is going to be about the fact that I own my home with my dad and I can't have sex because of it. That's yeah. the funny bit, right? But that's not... I mean, we've, we've already proven that premise false. False. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when I get stopped by police, I'm like, can I help you, officer? They're like, no, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, it's funny because they, they obviously want... Because that's the thing. I think most people aren't very imaginative. Yeah. So they've like, you know, they've seen Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. And are like, sick. Let's Sick. make the, our Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. Let's make, you know, that same show again yeah. and again. 
Yeah. And it's like, no, isn't it more interesting yeah. that I'm not that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I think so. Because, like, you know, I get, I'm the opposite. I'm the boring thing. I'm like, an Australian guy has come to the UK. Oh, well, this is, this is similar, but also slightly different. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Please thank you for listening to the podcast, which this is all about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not a particularly fresh perspective. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, just like lived here the whole time, had this incredibly British experience. Yeah. But then it's just still just kind of be like, no, it's an Asian guy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, what do you do, though? It, it's just going to take time. It's going to take time. And, you know, I'm going to keep, keep doing what I'm doing. And hopefully at some point, I mean, it seems like it's going pretty well. It's going all right, you know. Yeah. When's the last time you had sex in your house? Last time I had sex in my house was uh, in my house about a month, maybe a month and a half ago. Month and a half. Mm. That's all right. I've been having sex in other places since. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, Why would you ever leave? <laughs> You're on the road. <laughs> <laughs> going to those towns? I can't drag them from Abergavenny back to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you can't do like You're one of the good ones. You're like... Yeah. Your house or mine? Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a three-hour drive. Yours is 20 minutes. <laughs> but I just want you to know that I own mine. Have for a long time. Ishan Akbar. Very successful comedian. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it has been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything coming up? People people want to see you. This come, is the thing I've learned with the pot. Really? They want to come and see They you? want to have a look. They want to see. Well, come, Feb, in February, I'm doing my uh, show that I did the, at the Edinburgh Fringe called Prophet Like It's Hot. Prophet Like It's Hot. Uh, a pun and Islam. How British is this man? <laughs> How British is this man? <laughs> uh, it's on at the Soho Theatre in February, uh, from February the 11th to the 13th. So come and check that out. Great. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Ishan Akbar, but you might find it if you search Michael Packentire as well. Michael Packentire, yeah. I've seen that and I do enjoy yeah, that. Thank you. That's um, good fun. So uh, all my upcoming gigs are on my website, ishanakbar.com. Everything he just said will be put in the description of this episode. Ishan Akbar, pleasure. Dan Muggleton, pleasure. Oh man, what a great chat with Ishan. And I get to say his name right because I'm Australian. How fun is that? An automatic non-fuck-up of the name. Uh, Ishan Akbar, uh, as he said, he's got a show at the Soho Theatre, Profit Like It's Hot. Please go get some tickets to that. Go check him out live. It is always really cool for any comedian when someone hears them somewhere on a podcast, in an interview, for some blog, who knows, and then you actually turn up to the live show because that's what we want. We do all this stuff. So more people get to see us perform live. So I'm sure I'd really appreciate it if anyone comes down. Um, just in case you're wondering where I am, uh, I've just registered for the Leicester Comedy Festival and the Brighton Fringe. That's early next year. So Leicester, I think it's February 10th. And then Brighton, it's a few Sundays in May and June I think the 12th, 19th, and then the 1st, I think I'm going to say the 1st or 2nd of June um, down there. They're all pay what you want or five pound shows. Uh, you go check them out. All that information will be on my website, www.danielmuggleton.com, where you can order that special. Please do that. I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, and if you are a fan of the podcast, if you do like listening, please subscribe. Please follow it. We're on iTunes, Spotify. I highly recommend listening to us on Laughable. Uh, that is the app I use to listen to any podcast I want to listen to. 
it's comedy podcasts and it's also regular podcasts and they have recommended episodes, comedian of the day, all that stuff. It is a great way to discover new things to listen to and I highly recommend it. They don't give me any money to say that, by the way. I just genuinely mean it. Um, beyond that, if you want to like or review us on iTunes, that would be great to help as well. The Union Jackoff. Uh, we've got on Facebook as well. And please get in touch if you've got anything to say. I love to hear from listeners. All right, that's the end of this week's episode. Uh, I really wish I could have talked to Ishan for longer. Um, it was just such an interesting chat. Maybe I'll get him back sometime soon. But until then, I've got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. See you guys next Monday. Cheers. Bye.